Welcome to a hiatus breaking episode of The Week in Fire. Um, we were off last week for a couple of reasons, mostly finals for me, but just there's not a lot going on, honestly, which is rare to say in the NBA, but um, this week that is not the case. And we have some playoff positioning stuff to get to, which is always super interesting because that will lead us into our favorite time of the year, which is the NBA playoffs, which are going to start in about two weeks now. I think the play-in game is in nine or ten days. And then the playoffs will start, I believe, the 21st or the 20th. But either way, we are almost there. Um, got Aro here, as always. No guests today. Just going to be the OGs. But um, we're going to we're gonna go through these playoff, these, these standings right here and talk about some of the the sort of games these teams are playing to or games as in positioning like tanking to avoid one seed taking or trying to win all the games at the end to, to be higher there's there's a lot of ways that teams sort of go about this so um as we stand right now we'll start in the east um and then go to the west which is a little bit more interesting but um the blazers i mean the wow the sixers have locked rock's up, rock's up. <laughs> have locked up number one um, pretty much, they are two and a half games ahead of the Nets at two, and they are three ahead of the Bucks. Um, and you know that's pretty good for them because you don't want to be in that round two, um, playing the Nets or the Bucks. Ooh. And they were able to to really stave off that Embiid injury, um, which was pretty pretty impressive when you think about it. Um, given that you know ben, we've seen Ben Simmons have his own sort of team before, and they've had some success, but they're the defensive floor of this team is so high, even without uh, Embiid, that they were able to actually be one of the top, be a top five defense without Embiid, um, and that that's just super impressive. They are the only team in the East uh, playoff race right now, other than New York and Miami, who hold, that holds teams to a, a below 110 points per game, which in the NBA is pretty rare. So um, that's pr- that's really impressive. And they've been able to rely on Embiid in the low post, getting them getting them work. I haven't seen I haven't seen a game of theirs in a little while, um, but been focused more on the Bucks, which we'll get to. But um, yeah, they haven't really played too many big uh, national TV games, and plus they got yeah. the one seed locked up now. So it's kind yeah. Of, yeah, they've got the one seed, so they're they've been cruising lately, and their matchup potentially is going to be the Knicks, the Hawks, or the Celtics. Um, that's the in or, yeah, second round. But um, first round, probably going to be uh, Hornets, Miami. Toss-up, honestly. What? It's a toss-up, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, we really don't know. And um, I think, well, the fear is, out of those teams, you don't really want to play Miami. And if I'm them, I really don't want to play Washington either. I think both of those teams would potentially get in some trouble. Um, yeah, Washington's done it a couple times already this season. It seems like every game they play is always super close, and they, they can beat anybody, yeah. lose to anybody. Um, yeah. and that, kind of like the Mavericks in that way, and they're just kind of like up and down, up and down, up and down. So uh, what, do you, what do you think? What do you think about the, that first-round matchup for the, the Sixers and how, how it can play out? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I think whoever gets that seed, I don't think it's going to be as much of a cruise as you'd like to think a 1-8 matchup would be. Um, I think there are a lot of really dangerous teams sitting in that plan spot right now. Um, you know, even a team like Charlotte, if they get a little bit more healthy, um, they could be dangerous uh, and they have been dangerous throughout the season. I think they have a win against Philly earlier this year too. 
Um, Miami, yeah. obviously, I think is a team that everyone's trying to avoid right now because as bad as they've looked throughout the regular season, I think they're just going to turn on for the playoffs. Um, you know that Jimmy is going to do everything he can. Um, that like late third quarter, fourth quarter Jimmy in the playoffs is coming, and that's not something that you like any team would want to face. I don't think Philly can stop that. I don't think any team can really stop that. Um, you just kind of have to ride it out. And so if, if that's the case, I think for Philly, that's the one matchup that they really, really want to avoid. Indiana's a weird one. And we'll touch on them a little bit more later in the podcast. Um, yeah, they've got some, they've got some issues of their own. Um, yeah, they've got issues, but that the talent on the team is still, still kind of there. Um, you know, and, and that's not necessarily the easiest matchup. So bonus, I think, is, is sort of a weird matchup for, for Philly. Um, I think I think Levert, like Levert is too. Yeah, Levert could score on them. Um, yeah, and Levert's a little bit too tall to where like I, I wouldn't feel super comfortable putting Danny Green on him. Um, whereas like if you put Simmons on him, then like is Embiid kind of fast enough to stop Sabonis? And I don't know. So it, it's sort of a weird yeah matchups game there. So. I don't know. Um, I, it's a scarier bubble, I think, than, than people think for Philly. Yeah. It's likely not going to be Miami at that eight spot um, just because uh, yeah. they – yeah, they are pretty much um, – in. they're in seventh right now, but they're almost certainly going to be seventh or sixth. They have a 64% chance of being seventh. Um, and this is all – all of this is before the play-in games are actually played. So um, – when when we reference this stuff, that's this all the stuff that we're talking about with the play-in is going to be before those play-in games are played. And if you don't know how it works, um, I believe seven and eight play, nine and ten play. Um, loser of nine and ten gets eliminated, and then loser of the the winner of the seven and eight gets seven, and then eight and eight and the winner of the nine and ten play for eight. So um, it's a little different than what they did. It's a little different than what you would think. Um, you would think that seven and ten would just play, but I, yeah. I kind of like this matchup. I kind of like this format a little bit better, I think. Um, yeah, it gives you more of an incentive to be seven or eight. Yeah, and and last year we got that we got that awesome playing game between the Blazers and the Grizzlies that was came down to the wire. Dame, Dame, and uh, Jaw just going at it down the stretch. It was really entertaining. So we're gonna get a lot more of that, and that's we could potentially have you know six six games of that if you take uh, from each conference. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a little. Mini, I think they do it over the course of two or three days. So that would be really cool. like a mini tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a <laughs> so fun idea. Cool. Um, but yeah, I think I think out of those out of those three, I I think we could leave the Heat off potentially just because um, I think that they're they're sort of I, I trust the Heat to like to position themselves well, and I think maybe they want to play Miami again, which I mean maybe they want to play Milwaukee again, which. Which we can get to, which is all, which is could be death for them. Um, but and so out of those three, I, I think I'd probably say the Wizards are actually the most dangerous because I do think that Westbrook has come on lately, um, and uh, Gafford has, has been someone for them that has played amazingly well. Um, yes. Particularly, I, I watched I watched some of that the game they had versus the Lakers, where they just blew them out, um, and it was. Really, really crazy to see some of the stuff that Gafford was doing. They're a much better defensive team since they got him at the deadline. Um, and that, that was a name that I didn't really – I wasn't really familiar with at all. I don't think we touched on it at all. Yeah. No, I, he just yeah. kind of came out of nowhere. 
No, he came on. He, he was on the Bulls. He was decent, but he's he's really stepped it up since he got traded to the Wizards. They have Bertans. He could shoot threes. Um, they have Beal, obviously, and then Westbrook just doing doing it all on offense. It seems like they it seems like they put up 140 a night. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you check the scoreboard, there, yeah, yeah, close to 140. No, they're they're and they lost to uh, Advia, um, their rookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the season, um, he he wasn't doing too much for them, but he he was he was starting. Um, and now now they've sort of given more minutes to uh, some. They, I mean, it, it, it has Beal play more for one, but um, also some some Hachimura guys like that. So, um, moving off of Philly, we're going to the two and three. Which are right now it's the Nets at two and the Bucks at three, but the thought is that the Bucks are actually going to catch up because they um, have a sixty-five percent chance, according to Basketball Reference. Um, basketball References playoff probabilities report. If, if you guys want to look at this, I check this pretty much every day just to see where we're at because um, I, I think I think it's a good resource. But they have a sixty-five percent chance of making it to the two, um, which matters less for the second round because home court isn't much isn't a huge advantage this year but it matters more for um playing a team that is in the play-in that has gone to those playing games gotten the miles um and they don't want to play they don't want to see miami potentially um that's a, yeah i'd rather play boston than miami i think if i'm milwaukee i think it's i think boston could be scared <laughs> of them too i don't think boston's scared of milwaukee necessarily i i <laughs> Middleton always goes off against Boston, and, and like true. I just have that That's trust. Um, yeah, I just think Boston defensively, I don't think can cope as for well. Boston to get any, the, the thing about Boston is for them to get for them to have any success this year beyond the regular season. Kemba's going to have to be what he what he used to be, and that's we haven't seen that. And it comes in little stretches, but um, he needs to be a consistent like twenty five a game. Like in the play, in the playoffs last year, until the East Finals, he was their best player. I mean. In, in that Toronto series, who's definitely their best player, so um, they're going to need they're going to need a lot more of that from him, and not not these stretches where Jalen Brown goes, you know, one for twelve and and things like that. So, but the yeah. problem is, I mean, like Milwaukee has all these guys that are that are built to stop a team like Boston. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Middleton, DiVincenzo, like it's it's a deep Boston team. needs to be firing on all cylinders. I forgot about that Middleton part because it's true. He has every. Yeah. Time. <laughs> It's like the only team who has guys like, like DeRozan used to always kill them. Beal always mm-hmm. kills them. It's just it's just the Celtics too. I can't think of any other examples like that except for yeah. maybe like Jokic seems to always go go off against uh, Utah, which is yes, which is kind that's of like weird. I think it's a personal thing between him and Gobert yeah. maybe. But yeah. it, the, the 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 Celtics thing is really interesting. So they're really the only team who has like more than one guy who just k- kills them consistently. Um, even LeBron like has had like horrible games in the playoffs against the Celtics. Um, in mm-hmm. in the conference finals, he had he had one like really bad game four. But um, anyway, um, so yeah, the two and the three is interesting. Brooklyn Brooklyn still without James Harden. Um, the injury news on that is a little bit more concerning here. Um, up until recently, that because there was a report yesterday that they are optimistic that he's going to come back before the start of the playoffs, and I think they said even within like ten days, so maybe maybe a couple days before he'll be ready to go. Yeah, uh, that's what I was saying. So, so yeah. I was like, if he's no, yeah, no, I caught myself. I think without him. Yeah, but before that it was actually really murky. It's kind of like the Victor Oladipo yeah. situation where no one knows what's going on, <laughs> and it's kind of like, I mean, we we touched on that last time, but it, it's just like that. That's the stuff. 
about that has been so cryptic. Like no one has any idea. Um, yeah. Well, like, that's uh, the heat, but still. Yeah, the heat do. Yeah, they keep things close. They're like the Spurs in that way. They're kind of like these two organizations that are really um, internal, like based on internal growth. I guess they don't really do big coaching splashes, things like that. Um, that's how you really have success in the NBA. But anyway, um, yeah, the Nets. I mean, whoever they play in the first round, I think other than Miami, potentially, I think they're going to be able to dismantle any team if they have Harden. So, um, yeah, without Harden, I think it gets a little bit more murky, though. Without Yes, without Harden, without Harden, they can lose any game, it seems like. They, they lost to the Mavericks last night without Porzingis. Um, and Kyrie's still doing Ramadan, and I that has actually affected him a lot. Um and it's it's which makes sense, but it's 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 crazy to see. Like, I I wasn't. It's crazy that he's even playing one. But I mean, it, it has affected him a lot. And um, once once that passes, he's gonna be fine. But he is he goes through some stretches where he just looks like he looks sluggish because he's not eating anything. I mean, it's true. It's just yeah. it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> how it works. Can't do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, Canner did in the playoffs last year too, but he, he, I think he's been doing, he's been doing it for a lot longer. Kyrie, I think this is Kyrie's first. Kyrie's only done, like, yeah, Kyrie's first. So, um, but yeah, Canner's done it every year. So, yeah, for Brooklyn, I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure if, if the report is Harden's coming back, I think he's coming back. I don't think this is one of these, one of these Lakers things where they delay it, delay it, delay it, delay it. Um, I think yeah. the Nets are a little more transparent about that stuff. So, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll definitely spend some time on the Lakers when we get to the West, but, uh, yeah, yeah. so that's, that's your two and the three, uh, the Nets and Bucks actually played twice recently and the Bucks won both games it was a particularly entertaining game on uh, Sunday, which was awesome. Um, Giannis went off for 49. I think Katie ended with like 42, maybe 40 something. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was just th- those two guys dueling. Like we've never seen that before. Just when yeah, heard that was awesome. two, which when you think about it, it's kind of weird because they've been, you know, in the top five players in the NBA for a couple of years now. Um, but yeah, those two went at it. Uh, it was one of those off, off night for Kyrie, but it didn't really matter. Um, Katie was just carrying them. Giannis, they had Blake Griffin on him. This, this, this could be huge for our playoff episode. But Murder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not Blake good. Griffin on him. He's murdering him. But sometimes he did settle for, settle for jumpers, settle for jumpers. He was, uh, he was hitting threes in this game, though. He was, I think, he was four of seven or something like that, which is impressive because they just they well sack off still. Teams will still yeah. let him do it, which makes sense. But he he was, I thought that was interesting. So a potential matchup between those two teams in the second round is gonna be awesome, regardless of if Harden comes back for that or not. And all signs, oh, yeah, and that he will. So, um, and the thing about people, people, I still believe the Nets are winning the title with Harden because I do, I do, I, I bet on it. I still think they're going to have a relatively easy time um, getting out of the first two rounds. But I don't think the equation is as simple as you're adding Harden to this KD and Kyrie team. Just add 25 points, 10 assists, because it's all about matchups. Um, the Bucks have a ton of quality defenders they can put on, put on him. And, yeah, the, the Nets struggle with size. They do. They struggle with physicality and size. That's what happened in the Bucks game. It happens. It happens when they play Philly, um, and that they're that's going to be an issue for them. Can they solve it? I think they can eventually. Um, I think I think that that second round series could go seven, maybe. 
Um, I, I think I it goes seven. And I think I, I think the Bucks are gonna make it out of the East personally, but like I, I don't know. It's I, I just think I do. I have yeah. so much faith in Giannis this year. It's unreal. But he and, and like you saw it, Giannis, like he was putting on a show and he's doing it in different ways. He's not just yeah powering to the basket. It's not just in transition anymore. Like he's he has to work for some of these buckets and he's being able to do it. He's comfortable shooting. He's taking sure. the shots, which huge step. Um, I don't know. I, I just like it. I like. It I think. I think if they start posting him up, they could win the East. But I'm not sure if they're oh, going to yeah. do it because they didn't do it last year, and the whole rub on them is failure, fa- failure to adjust over and over again. And but I will say that I'm also well, like curious how like Nash is going to adjust. You know, because like that coaching staff yeah. is kind of fresh outside of Dean Tony. So it's oh like, yeah, it's. Uh, it's like you know, it's 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 gonna it's it's gonna answer the question. Can you just throw talent together and win the title um, in yeah. in year one? Oh, yeah. Because we've seen it, we've seen it with with uh, KD and the Warriors, but um, they they had some they had some stretches. Special there. special situation. Yeah, you know, yeah. But that was a team. That was a team. Curry had been coaching for a while. You don't Curry is pretty much unlike any player that we've ever seen. Where the, yeah. with the off ball motion. This is three isolation. In any team. Yeah. yeah. This is three isolation scores. So um the defense is where is where they're gonna have their trouble. We've we've talked about it a ton on this show. So um but yeah. We okay. Yeah, we're we're just going off tangencies today because I <laughs> I didn't prepare anything really and it's yeah. honestly the only thing that we're gonna talk about besides the Pacers situation is gonna be this playoff stuff. So yeah. The seating, but um, we'll, we'll hit we'll hit pretty much. I mean, every playoff team when we're doing this. But um, yeah. all right, two of the four and the five in the East and the six. Really, um, we t- we touched on Boston, so we'll skip them. But uh, the Knicks and the Hawks are at four and five right now. The Knicks have um, a let's check. They have a one game lead on the Hawks right now. Um, they have had. Some, Great play from Randall. We talked about him last time. He's been able to add so much to his, uh, his just this game. Just the the shooting. Randall, like the shots that he takes and makes routinely now are insane. They're they're one of the most fun teams to watch in the NBA. Rose has just completely revitalized himself. He he was someone who teams were just waving even as early as under a year ago. So I, it's been awesome to see. Um, Rose comes off the bench for them, provides a spark. They've got R.J. Barrett playing well. Um, and and then the Hawks, without Trey Young, even he's missed a lot of time recently, and they've they've been able to stay afloat. They just played Bogdanovich at uh or Boyanovich at um at the one and and shoot a bunch of threes and play pretty good defense. Capella is one of the most underrated players in the league, probably. Um, he's been he's been great all year. And <laughs> they just have a lot of guys who can make shots. Um, and they're they're sort of Bill Simmons talked about this on his latest episode, but he sort of sees them as the sleeper team that no one's really talking about. There's been a couple of huge bets placed on them to win the title of 120 to one. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not advocating for that, but it, but it, it's, no, yeah, it's it's interesting because it's true they are a team that does not get like Atlanta's a pretty big city. They don't get a lot of national recognition. This team, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean that's a huge market, but yeah, they really don't. Um, but this is, a, I mean, it's a fun team too. You know, like it, it's a three-point shooting kind of not run and gun exactly, but like they'll, they'll play fast. You know, yeah, so it's, it's a fun team. Super young team. Yeah, that's it. Should be like this is in the playoffs. They're going to be much must-watch TV. I think for sure. 
um, because this is just a team that like can light it up any night and can just shoot you out of the building, to be honest with you. So Yeah, and the four and the five yeah, the four and the five matchup between the Hawks and the Knicks, I feel like most people are going to be taking the Knicks, and I don't really know how I feel yet. Um, I think Capella can – Yeah, you are? Okay. That I was going to ask because yeah. I think Capella might have some success slowing down Randall. That's my only thing. I, I think uh, – but I, do, I don't really mm-hmm. trust Trey Young yet either. I don't trust Trey, and more importantly, I just think that, like, Randall – it's probably just like quick enough that like I don't think he's gonna be able to get his like usual shots off, but I think he's gonna go to the line a lot. And he's gonna like run Capella into foul. The foul fact foul. that he can shoot now is gonna be huge in that series. Yeah, and because if he, I think so Capella hard. is gonna take away a lot of that inside stuff that he's that he's been doing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, the matchup itself we can get into if it actually happens. I hope it happens because that's gonna be. I think that's. Gonna be- Maybe so the best out of the first round if we if the seedings end up in the East probably if the seedings end up yeah. where they are. But um, yeah, we, so we've hit on pretty much every team in the East, um, unless yeah, I mean the Bulls are pretty the much out of it. teams. The Bulls yeah. are out of it. The Raptors are out of it. Um, pretty much. I mean, I'll, I'll check. I'll check the the report, but it it's they're not yeah, officially, they're but like. Yeah, so the Wizards or no, the Bulls have a two point two percent chance of it being the ten seed, and the Raptors have a one percent chance. So yeah. it's not going to happen. And the Raptors kind of had a must-win game last night against the Wizards, they and they it. lost and lost in overtime. Despite my hero Red Van, Fred Van Vliet's um, clutch clutchness at the end, um, but I'm sad to see them out of the playoffs because that that is as anyone who listens to this show regularly knows i that is one of my favorite teams to watch so, nick nurse fanboy i i have a huge <laughs> nick nurse fan almost as big I, so things that i'm fan of i'm a fan of it goes terrence man one nick nurse two and zion three <laughs> but that's awesome <laughs> uh yeah terrence anyway. man was so high on the list i love terrence man he's my man um i think yeah, I th- I'm, I'm kind of upset that this version of the Raptors, we didn't get to see it for one more year in the playoffs because they yeah. they are just so undervalued always. That series versus the Celtics was so fun. Game six particularly, one of the probably the best playoff game in a decade, if you think about it. I mean, it, it, non-finals game, non-finals game. Non-finals game? Okay, I think, yeah. I think, I think, I can't think it's of better. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, top five at worst. But yeah, I think yeah. it's got a shot to be best. Yeah, because yeah, if you bring in the finals games, obviously there's some. But I do, yeah. I do think it's not. Yeah, yeah. Didn't none of those maybe one of the Warriors Rockets ones. I don't think it ended up. It wasn't a Warriors Rockets game five was really good. Was a game five? Um, yeah. They took, yeah, the Rockets take. Yeah, Gordon hits the three at the end, and yeah. Draymond comes down and like loses the ball. Yeah, that one was really good. Um. And then uh, there was one – I mean, Western Conference Finals last year, game two, was pretty good. AD hitting the buzzer beater at the end. But yes. like, was that game that two? Game two? Was not, it was a that three. That was game two, right? Yeah, it was game two. It was game two, yeah. It was game two. No, I thought About it was three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he, hit, he hits the three um, at the end. But. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to think, like, during that Toronto run, I mean, the Toronto-Philly one maybe – but that was oh, oh, yeah, was that's, no, that's the clear winner. Never mind. Toronto Philly so? game seven. But, 
the rest of the game was messy as fuck. But I love that. I don't shit. know. I don't know. I think. <laughs> I know. I love it too. Like, well, so I mean, like messy. they get that rebound. It, Lowry passes to Siakam, and he's like, he yeah. uses the strat. You know what I'm talking about? That that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm taking yeah. that over anything. <laughs> I I I stand corrected. Yes, yes. Okay. They both involve the Raptors, so that's the point yes. of this whole thing. Because they they they'll, they'll go zone, which is awesome. I've been I've been going zone. I'm playing 2K lately, and it, Ooh, it, it messes teams up. up. I'm telling you. And the Raptors know that. Um, the Heat know it too, and we'll see it. But um, yeah, I'm but sad. It's more fun when the Raptors do it. It's when the more- Raptors do it, it's like. I guess they don't have Gasol anymore, so it's a, they don't have Gasol and Ibaka anymore, so it's a little like downgraded. But like, but like Boucher, yeah, Boucher's huge. Like they have all these, yeah. they have all these bodies who they just throw. In. I love yeah. it. Right. That's my Raptors they got that rant. New guy too. I can't even remember his name right now, but they got like a backup Birch? center in there. No, no, no. The guy that plays behind Birch. Oh, Watanabe. Uh, Nah, hold up. I can find them. We can we can probably move on. But he, he was playing in the game yesterday. Yeah. There's some like young guy they picked up. Oh, Freddie Gillespie, I think it is. Oh yeah. 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 No, no, they find I don't know where they get these guys. <laughs> them and the Heat just find like these these dudes that I've never heard of. They just they're they're instantly good. Um if you want but, to bail yeah. on it, like I have no idea who this guy is. Yeah. yeah. Um all right. Well, that that's our Raptors moratorium which is very sad i am actually upset about this but um all right so we've hit the east pretty much i don't i don't even want to touch the bulls the fact that they traded they traded to get in win now mode and failed is pretty despicable honestly Um, (laughs) that that trade backfired huge for them um and i mean maybe next year but you know you never know with this stuff so um that's a failure but okay moving on to the west we'll start at the top jazz have not locked up the one seed yet. They're almost there. It's a fight. It's yeah. A fight, though. It's a fight. Uh, the, they have, okay, according to B-Ball reference, 83% chance. Um, but the thing about these numbers is, it, unless you're seeing like a, like a, you know, like a 5% chance somewhere, it, it's possible. Like, they're all based on outcomes of games. So if the, if the, if the, Suns just go on a run and win their next like five, like they're probably gonna be the one seed. It's not it's not like it's not like the these games are just like completely um yeah, the Suns can if you're a team that can beat anyone, like the Suns, like you can that's move the up. thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I'm not scared about us being able to beat anybody. It's I mean it more so depends on how uh Utah ends up finishing the season because they have an interesting little stretch with Denver, Golden State, and Portland coming up. So depending on how they do in that, I think we'll probably decide it. Um yeah. but at the same time we're having to play the Knicks, uh LA, Lakers. the Lakers, but I don't know if LeBron's gonna be back for that game. I don't think he is. Um if he's not, then that should be a win. But mm-hmm. we'll see. Then Golden State and Portland. San Antonio always gives us a tough time too. So like, yeah, they do. I've noticed that. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that is. I, yeah. I did not tell you, dude. That's just history, I guess. Pop I mean, history. hey, the Jazz without Conley and Mitchell lately have been pretty good. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And um, I've liked. I love Mitchell. One of my favorite players to watch. Um, but I think. Um, what they've been able to do is with uh, having their it's still just blowing teams out without him has been pretty impressive. But that that should end any yeah, MVP talk that he was getting. 
So. Oh yeah, I mean, nah, he's not. He's arguably not even the best player on that team, or the most yeah. impactful yeah. player on that team. Uh, um, we have the number one defense in the NBA right now. Yeah, and that's. I mean, like we know who to credit. That. Yeah. So <laughs> big Frenchman. Um, <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Well, the Jazz, we've, we've talked about them a ton this year. They've, we know what they are. They know what they are. Um, if they, they play a certain way, they have the identity. We don't have a lot of questions about them. For them, it's about matchup. It's about Gobert. Who can he guard? Who can he guard? Can they, if they play a team with a good, with good wings? They're going to have trouble, um, like the Clippers, like the Lakers. So it, seating for them depends a lot. But the problem is we don't know where the Lakers are going to end up. And we don't really know where the Clippers are going to end up yet because um, – so the Clippers are third right now, but Denver's a half game back. And the Clippers only have a 34% ch- – or no, they have a th- – that's the Nuggets. The Nuggets have a – yeah, 52.4% chance the Clippers do of, of keeping the three, which is actually pretty low considering how, how close we are to the end of the season. So they could absolutely slip to four. Um and then, and then you're getting a top four of the West where you're having uh, Denver playing Phoenix in the second round, which we've talked about that matchup and how interesting it is. Without Murray, it changes a lot, obviously. Um, yeah. And I, I think I would take Phoenix just because of that. But um, Jokic Sean Aiden is a little scary, I got to say. Ooh, I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jokic, not, yeah. The way Jokic is playing right now, man, I would not – I would be – Terrified, but I want to face that team. <laughs> yeah, um, then you're getting Clippers Jazz first round. I mean, second round, which is just you know chaos potentially. That oh, that could be that would be amazing. Yeah, I think. So, what are you rooting for in the top four? What would be your ideal order? Uh, for the Suns or for like chaos? Let's do Suns first, and then like best match, Suns like best. First. Yeah, best matchup. Uh, I think we get the one seed and then Denver in the second round. I would, I would rather play Denver than the Clippers. I would rather play Utah above all of them. But I yeah, that's the that thing. There's kind yeah. of this feeling that they've only. Played, I mean, haven't they just played? They played like twice, right? There's yeah, like, and like the second game was like super close. Uh, it was the one that Mitchell got them into overtime. I think it's only been. Okay. Well, no, it should be three times. I can't remember the third one. I remember the first game we played, and then Booker hit like a dagger over Royce O'Neal um, late in the game. But we like had a big lead all like all game okay. long, and then we let it slip. And then the third game, I think it was, I guess that was like the Donovan Mitchell. That was the game. that that was like the. But then we still we, talk, we like game. talked about that one for a while. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because um, yeah, I was on national TV too. It was like one of the games of the year. Um, but. Yeah, if I had to pick seeding, like, I would think one seed and then hopefully get to play, like, I don't know, maybe Golden State, uh, Memphis. Honestly, I will take, like, Portland either. I will take any of them. But I think y'all would destroy Portland. That's just my – I think so, too. my feeling. I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I think we're better than Portland. Like, we're just a better overall team. I think y'all would, I think y'all would have an easy time with the Warriors, potentially. I, I mean – uh, yeah, I think the Warriors could steal a couple off us just because, like, Steph. But, like, I don't think they can win four, you know. Uh, I just don't think – Grizzlies? Again, like, our team, like, depth-wise is, just, like – Yeah, I don't think the Grizzlies are good team. enough. I, th- I think the I think the Suns are yeah. are pretty – are cruising through round one pretty much no matter what. Unless um, we have to play the Lakers. Then it's a worry. Yes. And so we – okay. Yeah, let's just go to the Lakers right now. <laughs> 
Let's do it. They are the X factor in the West right now. We have the biggest game of the season so far tonight. Lakers-Blazers at 9, or or 9.30, I think, Central Time at least. Um, That's the biggest game of the season so far, seeding-wise. The winner of that game is going to have a huge advantage to get the sixth seed. Um, And 5-6-7 in the West is really the most interesting subplot in the league right now. You've got Mavs at 5, Lakers at Six Blazers at uh, seven. LeBron isn't playing tonight. Um, AD is probable, so most likely he's going to play. Um, how long will he play? Is the how long will he play? We don't know. Will he get injured again? Probably. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the thing is about him is that he does like. I've seen him have some really good games against the Blazers in those in that playoff series. He could just come yeah. out and dominate. You don't really know. Um, and that I'm definitely going to be watching that game a little bit tonight because um, I think that's, you know, it, it's a huge game for, for all involved. The fact that LeBron isn't playing, he actually, it makes, the fact that LeBron isn't playing makes me think he's actually like, this could be worse than they're letting on because he, oh, he's, he's got to be hurt. Yeah. Otherwise, he would play this game. Do you know if yeah. it was the same ankle? Uh, I think so, right? Because he just Ooh. like tweaked it more, right? That's, or it was like sore or whatever. Is, I, I don't think it would be a new ankle if they were just resting him for soreness at first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's the same ankle. Same ankle. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's concerning. I wasn't sure. Um, but that's yeah, he doesn't they I mean they're gonna need him or else they're probably gonna fall oh, down. Yeah. They're gonna they're they're going to be in the play in if he doesn't come back. Like I think that's 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 like not a crazy statement to just like definitively say. And um right now they have a 56% of being the sixth seed, according to um, the B-ball reference playoff probabilities that we're working off of. But, you know, that's not that high, and it's not a guarantee. They could totally follow the plan. If they follow the plan and we get a Lakers-Warriors matchup, which should totally happen um, in the 7-8 or the, you know, the, or the winner of the 9 and all any of that stuff. That would be the best. Lose The Lakers lose the 7-8 and then have to play – the Warriors who won the nine ten. Yeah, that would be the yeah. best situation for the NBA. No, if the, if that happens, the, uh, yeah, we're doing a special episode just for that game, probably. Um, that would be the most watched regular season regular season game, like yeah, ever. <laughs> yeah. I'd actually, I'd be really interested to see after this season when they come out with the ratings of the play in games and and compare them to not like finals games, but compare like the ratings of like the, a play in game where it's Single elimin- single elimination for both teams, right? To like Versus some like random like second round game. game, yeah. Oh, even like a second round game, yeah. Yeah, to just like a, just like a second round like game five or something, game two. Or it's, okay. or it's yeah. two, like or something like that, like yeah, some high leverage situation because right. uh, yeah, I, I wonder. I would think that the play in games would actually be higher because they're gonna market they're just gonna they're gonna market. I think they're them. gonna be higher, but yeah, I don't depending know. on who plays. Yeah. Because, like, the um, Memphis-San Antonio potential matchup, that's not going to get abused. That might be on NBA but, TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always fun. Like, you can predict the NBA TV series. And there's usually, I think there's two in each conference. Or there's one in each conference, rather. Because the Suns are getting one. You think? I, tell you that. I think so. Unless we're playing the Lakers, yeah, we're getting NBA TV. Like, I think if it's if the we're Jazz. playing I think... Portland, 
Oh, that's you're kind of right. The top seed usually doesn't get the point. Like it almost never happens. So yeah, and plus like Mitchell is like a big enough draw. Like. Yeah, like the the in the East, like no way the Knicks are getting the fucking the the NBA TV series. Like no you can, and then the East will probably be Milwaukee. Honestly, yeah, yeah, I think it would it have to be Milwaukee because like even Philly, I think is too big a market. If it's Milwaukee, uh, if it's Milwaukee, uh, Miami, and it's on NBA TV. Like, imagine. Oh, God. Oh, no. I hope the best series. series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might have to flex some of that. They'll probably get the yesterday. Nuggets on NBA TV, maybe. Yeah, depending on who the Nuggets play. But, like, if the yeah. Nuggets are playing the Clippers. Oh, wait, no, they can't play the Clippers. So, yeah, they're probably going to play. Gonna play like, they could Dallas. play Dallas. They could play Portland. I don't know. If they play Portland, I think that that's NBA TV. Which sucks because that would probably be an yeah, awful. No, it really does. Point. Like, yeah. Right. I mean, all of <laughs> I mean, them. Like two years ago, right? They went seven. Yeah, I mean, all of them are going to be potentially awesome. But okay, back to the West. We'll hit on the Clippers. Um, so that's really the only team we haven't mentioned yet. Um, yeah, they've been playing super well. Um, Kawhi. Every so I box score watch games a lot, which I think is pretty self-explanatory. But if you don't know what that means, where I'll just I'm just like checking my phone and checking like the stats as the games goes on, see who's playing well. I always look at like the the team three point shooting numbers as a good indicator. The Clippers are always high in that because they're the highest, they're the best three point shooting team in the league percentage wise. But these Kawhi games where he just has like ten shot attempts. Like five shot attempts at halftime. I don't know what's going on. I think I think that's that's kind of been weird to see. But it might be smart for the playoffs. You get Paul George yeah. as much experience. A, I mean, it's a strength. They're they're yeah. They're, they don't. If need, you're winning games, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. They don't need, yeah. They don't need to lean on them. If you're losing, it's a problem. But they're not. So yeah. um, well, I think for them, obviously, they want to play a team who doesn't have good wings. Um, yeah. Their dream scenario probably would be the Blazers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not too worried about them with any of the playing teams, I feel like. Yeah. Like, yeah, Memphis, Golden State doesn't really worry. Well, they're, I mean, they're not going to be playing a playing team. Oh, they're not even going to be playing the playing team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're going to be playing who's ever most likely. I guess, yeah, it would be Portland or Dallas, right? So, yeah, Dallas could give them some trouble, but – I think we so, yeah. Yeah, we talked. I, I mean, yeah, we've seen that. So. Yeah, but I, I think they're fine with playing Dallas this year, you know? Like, I think last year's version was a little bit more scary. Okay. I don't know. No, I, I agree. I, I think the Porzingis stuff, he's, he just sits out with knee soreness like every other night, it feels like. So, who knows? Um, yeah. We talked about Memphis last time. I don't think we need to rehash that, but um, they've been, they've been, it's fun to see Jaw go at it. He said he's a top five point guard in the league. That's ridiculous. I, I don't even think I love the conference, though. Yeah. In the conference? Oh, in the conference? Uh, no, no, no. Okay. So are we, are, so the CP3, Dame, Steph, uh, Conley? No, come on. No. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, this year, Conley? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Conley, Conley's got an interesting case. Well, okay, let's say – are we saying Luca's a point guard? Because he plays. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Luca's a point guard. Yeah. Okay, so that's four. Conley's five. That's four. We could – So if not Conley, 
I'm trying to put the fifth. Are we forgetting the fifth? Yeah, we are. And then Porter Jr. Well, Jamal Murray. Oh. If he's healthy. Yeah, he's healthy. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I think that's five. So sorry, sorry, John. You're not even top five in the conference. Um, yeah, nice try. <laughs> my Pelicans are just about dead. Thought I'd mention that. Um, I've been it's getting awfully close. Yeah, I've been extremely disappointed with this season um, <laughs> from start to finish. As well, really. you should be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's not a lot of positive things I could say. Honestly, we have the seventh seventh hardest remaining schedule according to Tankathon. Tankathon, if you don't know what that is, great website, especially for tanking. Suns fans. Yeah, yeah, Suns fans, except for this year. Uh, Always, it's been a great site for me, my team. um, Yes. Very recently, this year. Um, They do like lottery odds, and but I've I've been looking at their schedule stuff, and it's pretty interesting. Um, If you're if you want to know, Houston is the hardest strength of schedule, and Atlanta has the easiest, but. Anyway, back to the point. Uh, yeah, I don't see the Pelicans really making it. They have a game. Uh, I'm not sure what their next game is, but they have to play the. They have to play. This, oh no, they're playing the Sixers tonight. They're playing Dallas. They're playing the Lakers. Playing Golden State and Memphis. Jesus, dude. Their easiest remaining opponent is the Hornets, which we could will honestly will probably lose to the Hornets. So like, I, I don't even. The Hornets, yeah, no one who can guard Zion, but like. You can say like the thing is you can say that for every team and it's still true. Yeah. yeah. But like he is not he's he's not gonna be able to score enough to like beat these teams because our defense is just so bad. It's 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 awful. Van Gun I don't even the Van Gundy stuff with Adams, I don't even know like I don't know why he's still playing for us at this point. Like like, I, I, don't, I don't even care. I'm rooting for us, honestly, to not be in the plan. So, it, so it's a wake up call. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't. I, I, I can see that. Yeah. I, I mean, sure, it would be fun to see like Zion versus Steph, but I don't think we're gonna win that. And I, I don't even know like, I don't know like what, what 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 we have to gain from that. Like the NBA is a lot to gain from it, but right. But I think like for us, I'd almost rather see us have another disappointment and just like. Really, really change the roster, maybe, and maybe fires Van Gundy. Hopefully, you think so? Is he gone already? He's been bad. He's been that bad. Wow. I mean, like, wow. okay, who do you think the worst coach in the league is? <laughs> <You're great. laughs> you think? After this I mean, stuff yeah. came out, uh, maybe. Yeah. Nah, okay. I mean, like, there's some pretty bad. Oh, I think Luke Walton is probably. I think I'd pick. I think I'd say yeah. Luke Walton. Luke Walton's pretty bad. Um, God, who's coaching the Bulls now? Isn't it Boylan? Or did they did they fire Boylan? I think they fired Boylan. Oh, it's Billy Donovan now. Nah, Billy Donovan's like the most mediocre coach in the NBA. Scott Brooks has a shout. Scott Brooks, he's he's keeps playing well though. Yeah, but I don't know how much of that is really him. Yeah, I think it's mostly Westbrook, honestly. <laughs> Judging uh, from like the little bit of Wizards Twitter I see, they hate him. <laughs> I have I have not seen lots of Wizards Twitter. I bet that is a dark place. <laughs> it is. I'm sure it is. 
Okay, I'm, so uh, one of my close friends is. Anyone still listening to this episode right now? We're gonna go into some like tangents before we hit this space oh, yeah. stuff because we don't usually do this. But yeah. of, of the NBA Twitter fan bases, what would you say is the like some of the most toxic and least toxic? Because I think we're gonna have similar answers. Lakers most toxic has to be up there. Yeah, I think Denver is an interesting one. Cameron. Uh, has gotten me into it a little bit, and that is a weird place. I'm not gonna <laughs> I like, I don't know if it's oh, oh, God. oh, we have breaking news. We have breaking news. Zion is out indefinitely. We are fucked. Got <laughs> it. That's the season. That's the season. Pelicans <laughs> have officially been eliminated by playoff contention. I'm the first one to say it. I'm on the news. Uh, you're breaking God. it, dude. Breaking it just it. never ends. My pain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How is Pelican's Twitter? Is Pelican's Twitter like toxic? Or? The Pelican's Twitter doesn't really exist because there's so few of us. But I, uh, I'm not like, like, it, it's okay. It's mostly people complaining about Van Gundy, honestly. Like, I'm like I follow, I follow a couple people, but like all of their stuff is like complaining about Van Gundy and Bledsoe, and like why doesn't Zion get the ball more at the end of games, which. All of all of which I agree with, but it's not, it's not a happy place. I would say I think toxic. I think Utah is up there. Utah, yes. I was gonna throw in Utah. I think Miami can be a little bit. I haven't delved too much into Miami Twitter. It's just uh, Nikias for me. Yeah, but Nikias is even like like he he's like he's a like fan. He, he like will admit he he will like root for the Heat, but he's not like outward yeah. about it. He's more of like yeah. He's more like. He's more like us, honestly. Like he's just yeah. Like, he's pretty neutral. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Austin uh, Twitter, if it exists, I'm sure is bad. Oh yeah, I bet that's horrible. Like, yeah, this has got it. I actually like the I actually like the Golden State Twitter. I do. Do you? okay. And they weren't even I, like. I don't see much of them. They were pretty arrogant, like when in the heyday. But like, right? But like, a lot of that's just like bandwagon fans, right? Yeah, it's like fine. Like the like the Curry fans specifically, I, I like. Um, I don't okay. like the Bucks people at all. I really? think I think they're underrated as a bad. The Raptors, they're, Raptors they're Twitter, slept on for everything. Yeah, <laughs> Raptors Twitter, I like actually. I've spent some time there. Just, um, okay. Other than that. Clippers, I don't know. Sixers, I don't Clippers know. Clippers Twitter like is just kind of like shit on. It, yeah, you know? the Clippers. It's, it's, like, it's if done. the Clippers lose in round one, oh, it's done. The Twitter Fold might the like franchise. break. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bob was gonna like, move them back to like, Seattle. Dude. Twitter's so like reliable now that like it's not. It's pro- like odds are it's not gonna actually crash, but like, yeah. like that would <laughs> it'll be, come like, close. Yeah, like. It'll be testing the servers, yeah. Yeah, honestly. Uh, yeah, especially if they lose to the Lakers. In the 3-6, oh, in the 4-5, oh my god. It's going to be. That's a shit show. The, just the amount of oh tweets god. being fired from Los Angeles area will be <laughs> just complete chaos. Uh, shut down Los Angeles, dude. <laughs> um, okay. So we've covered the Twitter. I can't think of any other fan bases I've really encountered that – there, there is no Hawks Twitter that I've seen either. So if you're out there, but um, Atlanta people are like worried about other stuff. I feel like I don't know. I don't care about the Hawks. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, <it's> true. <laughs> um, all right. 
let's let's talk about this this Pacers situation. Um, this is this is this can be mostly your deal um, because you have seen a lot of this. Um, there was a story. article. Yeah, was, who who wrote it? By the way, do you know? Uh, good question. Uh, I don't know, but uh, if you want, do you to know like what outlet it, what outlet it was? Oh God, it's like one of those like smaller like blogs, essentially. Yeah, Pacers blog. I don't even think it was a Pacers blog. Well, it might have been Bleacher Report. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it was Bleacher Report. I'm searching it up right now again. But do you want to give like a brief overview? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was Bleacher Report. Okay. Well, so their coach Nate Bjorken has had some huge issues with the players lately, um, and go from there. Yeah, um, so the story starts off with this great quote. Uh, He's just very different, said one league executive who's worked previously with Bjorkman. He's not a dick. He's just completely out of his element as a leader. Um, I tweeted that. Uh, I thought that was very striking. Yeah, Yeah, I've never heard of a coach being exactly described like that, a head coach being described like that. Um, I think that immediately should set up a yeah. lot of No, that's true. Stuff. I can't think of a time. Like, there's been some pretty, like, usually these scathing articles come out after the season. Like, that's the thing. Yes. Like, it's like, yeah. once, like, star player X has been traded or, like, or something like that. But the fact that it's happening now is usually, like, you hear rumors about it, but it never, like, nothing's ever yeah. really published until, like, the situation is resolved. But this is yeah. kind of their case. And they're fighting for a play-in spot right now. I think this story was sort of sparked by uh, the altercation between an assistant coach uh, and the Pacers. I think they were losing by like 30 to Sacramento, which you don't want to be losing by 30 to Sacramento. Um, they, an assistant coach tried to like almost fight uh, Goga, one of their like, I think he's a power forward for them, yeah. uh, over like a missed defensive assignment or something. Uh, <laughs> And, and like he had to be like held back. Yeah. It, like it was wild. I've I've never seen an assistant coach that worked out before. Mm-hmm. Um, in any case, uh, it, it the story basically just outlines how like Nate is this amazing X's and O's guy, which you'd expect. He worked under Nurse, obviously, so there's a lot of like Nurse influence on him. You can kind of see it with the way the Pacers play. They'll try a lot of different stuff on defense. Um, generally, a very well coached. Um, organization from that standpoint of like x's and o's on the court you can see what they're doing they're always kind of moving like that part of it will really stand out about the pacers so just based on their on-court play it doesn't always seem like there's something wrong necessarily um but he's apparently just a really really bad uh man manager uh doesn't really get along with people uh, i guess if that makes sense um it kind of highlighted how like in preseason he's getting after guys for like missed defensive assignments and like practice and like kind of not working hard enough or not going for loose ball, stuff like that. Uh, Which like, you know, at first I think it's like the novelty of having a new coach come in. Uh, You have him kind of all fired up. Obviously the players are fired up. They want to play for him. I think McMillan kind of lost the locker room in that sense. McMillan also just doesn't really seem like a guy that gets worked up very often. So I think like they probably would have liked that change um, on in the off season. Uh, But over the course of the season, it kind of gets to the point where it's like, okay, like, dude, like, we get it. Like, we're NBA players. Um, we don't need you, like, on our ass all the time. Um, I think Sabonis had a conversation with him at some point. I, I they, the, 
article didn't really get into how that got resolved, but it didn't seem like it went over well. Um, apparently the Pacers also kind of did their research into like, oh, like his X's and O's and they loved him in the interview and like he was super positive, yeah. but they didn't talk to anybody that had played under him, including TJ Warren, who now plays for the Pacers um, in Phoenix. They never talked to any other like executives in Phoenix about how he kind of meshed when he was an assistant coach here or there. Um, and so that was really weird to me to read that like, one kind of emerged as like a bubble star for you and then you don't consult with him on who your next head coach is going to be um and that's just I feel like would rub you the wrong way that's why I, uh, the article kind of hypothesizes that's why um TJ ended up uh, opting for his season-ending surgery uh, oh okay that's interesting yeah yeah, that was a pretty big accusation, which I think Warren came out and was like, there's a lot of stuff going around on Twitter today. Not not all it's true or whatever. Um, and then yeah. Nick Nurse said, I think after yesterday's game, that like a similar kind of deal that like, yeah, like I, I saw the story. I saw the headlines, but like it's not all true. Yeah, I thought, um, see, Nick Nurse was like really scathing about it. He was like, none of that is yeah. true, which, yeah. I, which I don't know what to think. I mean – but Nurse strikes me as the kind of guy that would like someone like that, right? That's all fired up, that really gets into the players. And, like, Nurse would be able to manage that. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, like, yeah. for other, like when Bjorkren is running the whole show, then it becomes sort of, like, this awkward deal where, like, yeah. there's no one to kind of control him no, yeah. in a way. Um, there was also this really weird part about how in Toronto, Bjorkren would basically, like, any communication between anybody else to nurse would have to go through him. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, Wait. He's, okay. He's like the middleman. So like if the player wants to talk to nurse about like playing time or so whatever. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. Your gotcha. plan would have to be like, okay, like what's going on? I'll pass on the message. Right. So it's like this really, really weird. Was that something instituted thought. by nurse? But it wasn't instituted by nurse. That's the thing. It was just oh, something okay. your yeah, was okay. like, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I didn't think so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's why it was really weird. That's um, not even like one of those like gaining experience things. I think that's just weird. Like weird control <laughs> thing. Yeah. He's a younger guy. Um, Bjork Rin is. And he, he said, he said he's, he came out with a quote in response to the article. This was two days ago. He said, it's been a tough year. Um, and he doesn't make excuses for things basically is the gist of the quote, but there, there's, there's a longer one that I'm not going to read all of it, but, um, because the, the website that I'm on is <laughs> messed up. But, um, there's, there's some, yeah, I, 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 you would think that he's going to get fired at the end of this year. Um, I don't really know how I feel about it. I, I think, I think the Pacers, everything they've dealt with injury wise, like I wasn't expecting them to, um, be regardless i mean i wasn't expecting them to even get a first round most likely but uh, the thing yeah yeah i thought they overachieved when they got up to like fourth or third whenever it was early in the season yeah yeah and they're they're i mean they have broad brogdon they have turner they have sabonis that's their big three mostly and then levert is there too um and warren they have a lot of talent like you said um and i i they do you need someone who can manage all that Steve Nash has been able to do it at the highest level so far. Um, and we'll see if they can find someone who can, because it doesn't look like Bjork can, can. From this story, I don't know. I feel like there's going to be – this feels like one of those things where there's going to be a lot more to come. Um, yeah. 
I'm sure. And if there's a fallout of any sort, I'm sure all sorts of stories are going to come out. Yeah. Well, they, they, I mean, they were, they blew out the Hawks last night, which was pretty impressive considering what, what was going on. So I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just a weird situation. Like we obviously don't know, right. We don't know what's going on inside there. Um, so I don't know how much like we can really speak on it, but it's, yeah, it just doesn't seem right. Um, but we'll see. D'Antoni might be going to Indiana soon. I think that's what is that a rumor or are you are you hypothesizing? That is a rumor. That is a okay. rumor. Um, I know – I think people had him for the job in the offseason and then Bjorkman got it. Oh, okay. I think, he, I think he got an interview as well. So hmm. we'll I would love to see Rockets East in, yes. in, in Indiana. That Do, let's, okay, let's, this will be the last thing because this is, this is yeah. already getting longer. But I, I think uh, – <laughs> Do they have the personnel that can do like the Rockets? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. No, they, they don't have the guy to like run it all. No, they don't. Yeah. Brogdon's just not that guy. I mean, no, and Sabonis. Yeah, I, I, that would It'd be, be weird. interesting. What? I'll be curious to see how like D'Antoni actually uses Sabonis though. Like, does he just like turn him into like a pure point guard type deal? Yeah, they're gonna be playing five out. Who knows? Yeah. I think it'd be kind of fun. Like, Miles Turner, more, I mean, he kind of already is like Jokic, you know, mini, mini Jokic. <laughs> yeah, mini we call, Jokic. I mean, we called him mini Jokic like at the beginning of the year. Yeah. But um, if, if, yeah, if he unlocks that, that'd be interesting to see. Oh, okay. Well, we have hit the one hour mark. So that's usually the, besides <laughs> our infamous two hour season preview <laughs> episode. Um, Which this, may go longer in the playoffs for me. <laughs> It might. It might. I've got school will be over and I will have basically nothing to do. So um, I'll be ready. So, yeah, we'll be back um, next week. My finals will be over with. I will be free. Let's go. uh, Honestly, next episode we do at this point, we'll probably be previewing the playing games because, I mean, unless there's some unbelievable like game that has to do with seeding wise at the end, we'll just do something. (laughs) Blazers go like. Triple OT against the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, like the last game of the season, something like that. But we'll do we'll do play-in, then a couple of days later we'll do the playoff preview, which will be awesome. And then, yeah. um, and then I guess the rest is history. But we'll we'll see what happens. Um, so, all right, thanks for listening. We will be back. All right. It's still recording. Still says it's recording. <laughs> yeah. I'm pressing stop. Like, I, I don't know. Oh, no. uh... <laughs> I mean, you can cut the iron, right? So that's why I know. Yeah, I can cut it out. I mean, I'm just going to leave it. I'm just going to leave it for yeah. a second. Yeah, I'm going to just leave the meeting. Don't leave Zoom yet. Okay. Because I don't know. And at least until this pop-up goes away. Like, it just says, it says stop recording or cancel. And I press stop recording, nothing happened. And I pressed again, nothing happened. So I'm going to keep. Okay. And I press cancel, nothing happens. But it's not, my Mac isn't doing, like, the pinwheel thing. You know what right. I'm talking about? So. so it's not frozen. It's just, like, not. Right? Yeah, like, Zoom itself isn't frozen. I can still, like, move the window and stuff. So oh. I, I don't know. That's odd. Okay. Do you want to like yeah. actually leave the meeting and try like because it saves it automatically, right? Maybe. Um, kind of risky. Yeah.